Chapter 8 of The Blind Musician. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Wayne Cook. The Blind Musician by Vladimir Korolenko. Chapter 8 Epilogue. A large number of persons had assembled in Kiev during the period of the contracts to hear the musical improviser. He was blind, but marvelous reports had been circulated in regard to his musical talent. Therefore the contract hall was crowded, and a lame old gentleman, a relative of the artist, had taken charge of the proceeds, all of which were to be devoted to some charitable object unknown to the public. Complete silence reigned in the hall when a young man, with a pale face and beautiful large eyes, appeared on the platform. No one would have suspected his blindness, save for the rigid expression of his eyes and the fact that he was led by a fair-haired woman who was said to be his wife. "'No wonder he produces such a striking impression,' remarked the young man to his neighbor. He has an unusually dramatic countenance. Indeed, the blind man's pale face, with the thoughtful set look in the eyes, no less than his entire person, impressed the beholder as something quite remarkable, and his playing confirmed that impression. A southern Russian audience generally loves and appreciates its national airs, and in this instance even the mixed audience that assembled at the contracts was at once carried away by the burning torrent of melody which they heard. The marvelous improvisation evoked by the fingers of the blind musician revealed his keen appreciation of the nature so familiar to them all, as well as a rare intimacy with the secret springs of national melody. Rich in coloring, graceful and melodious, it gushed forth like a rippling stream, rising now into a song of triumph, then again lapsing into a plaintive and sympathetic murmur. At times it was as if a storm was thundering in the sky, echoing through space, and the next moment the music changed to the whistling of the wind through the grass over the mounds of the wild steppes reviving vague dreams of the past. When the players ceased, the deafening applause of the delighted audience filled the great hall. The blind man sat with drooping head, listening in surprise to those unfamiliar sounds. But when he raised his hands and again struck the keys, silence fell at once upon the vast hall. At this moment Maxim entered. He gazed attentively at the crowd, which, controlled by one emotion, sat with burning, eager eyes riveted upon the blind man. As the old man listened, he dreaded lest this powerful improvisation, now flowing so freely from the musician's soul, might suddenly end, as it used of old, in a distressing, an unsatisfied question. Thus opening a fresh wound in the heart 
of his blind pupil. But the sounds increased in volume and power, growing more and more imperious as they touched the hearts of the sympathetic and expectant audience. And the longer Maxim listened, the stronger grew his assurance that he recognized something familiar in the blind man's playing. Yes, it was that noisy street. A clear, resonant, and buoyant wave rolls dashing along, sparkling and breaking up into a thousand sounds. Now it rises and swells. Now it recedes with a faint, remote, but continuous murmur. Always calm, picturesquely impassive, cold and indifferent. Suddenly Maxim's heart sank within him. Again came the well-known wail from the pressure of the musician's fingers. It escaped, echoing through space, and was lost in the air. But it was no longer the moan of individual sorrow, the utterance of a blind man's egotistical suffering. Tears sprang into the old man's eyes, and tears stood also in those of his neighbors, while above the picturesque, impassioned tumult of the street rose the intensely woeful, heart-rending note of lamentation. Maxim recognized in it the pathetic song of the blind, Give to the blind for Christ's sake. It fell like a stroke of lightning on the heads of the assembled multitude, and every heart throbbed in unison with the expiring wail. For some time after the music ceased, the audience, seized with horror at the awful realities of life, sat silent and motionless. The old veteran bowed his head. Yes, he sees at last. A perception of the woes of the world has taken the place of his former blind, unquenchable, selfish suffering. He feels, he sees, and his hands are endowed with a mighty power. The old soldier bent his head lower and lower. His task was accomplished. His life had not been in vain. Those full, powerful tones, as they echoed through the hall, taking possession of the audience, bore witness to this truth. This was the debut of the blind musician. End of chapter 8 End of The Blind Musician by Vladimir Korolenko Translated by Lyne Delano.